What's going on, everybody? So, I honestly don't know if I'm going to release this episode or not. Um, because it is very much something that is a lot more story-based. There's some rant-iness to it, honestly, because it's really, really one of the reasons why I have been stepping away from a lot of the topics that I used to do, a lot of things that I used to do in episodes and things like this in life as well, because I've really become aware of this problem. Um, and it's something that like is kind of Kind of common but uncommon. It's common in certain areas. It's less common in other areas. But it's one of those things where you really start realizing like what you're doing as a person. And so this is going to be about myself, my my journey. Uh, and so anyone that I'm talking about here. Is not this is not about them. This is about me. This is about what I've really become aware of and why I'm attempting to change and kind of move away from a lot of this um, and really start making things simpler as much as possible, honestly, because <laughs> the thing that I really become aware of when it comes to certain I say a certain subgroup of people, spiritual people, it doesn't really even matter. Like, this happens in politics as well. But it could happen with anything, really. But there's this, this, there's this group of people that you can, you see sometimes where their philosophy, their ideology, their political view is no it's no longer about a life it's about a lifestyle so imagine at you can imagine it this way so say you have two liberals they all kind of believe similar things in similar ways i mean some a lot of liberals are different they believe different things obviously but like imagine they believe similar things and we'll get into to the differences in a minute. But like say that one you have one liberal who's he's liberal, but he's not like you know, ultra liberal rule, it's not everything. It's just something that he believes in, it's something that he votes for every time because it's something that he has this idea that it's good to be liberal and it's good to be this person. Whether it's good or not, it doesn't really matter. That's not really the point. Uh and so this this person, this liberal, is just a liberal. He's just, it's just part of his life. It's not real big deal. It's not real, you know, uh, something that he's like spending hours a day thinking about. It's just something that he does. Think about when he votes and when he talks to people sometimes, right? But it's not a serious thing. It's just part of his philosophy, his life. But then you have another kind of liberal, which you could call 
the ultra extreme liberal where it's like everything it's everything to be this person to be liberal like you sit there and you listen to this person and you you hear all the liberal points and all the opinions all the things he believes all the news all the news what the news is saying because most of the news is liberal to be honest with you most of it even even to a certain extent some of the uh, right-leaning ones are like they're right leaning but only in certain ways it's really funny but anyways um and so all of them are uh liberal like most of the mainstream news is liberal somehow but anyways and so he believes all the news even if the news is point found out to be incorrect or fake or whatever it is right and so he he's that kind of liberal he's the one who like protests and make it makes it everything to be, be a liberal this kind of thing so one liberal is just like a normal liberal like somebody you might meet on the street it's not everything to him but it is important because it is something that he believes in the other liberal it's like everything it's like the lifestyle has become an identity it's become an attachment and so what we're talking about is not the first liberal. We're talking about the second kind of person. <laughs> not the first person, but the second person. And really, this is something that I uh, am walking away from as much as possible. Because it's it's kind of one of those things where you... You realize, like, what is, what is it... What are we doing here? I mean, seriously... And and there are certain people who just take these ideas, these understandings, and they just get real serious with them. Like, this is what you have to do. It's worth it. So you have to force everything. Just go, 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 go. Like, skip skip steps. Do, do this. Do that. And I was like that. And I was like, what am I doing? And so I had a, an awakening of sorts when it comes to this. Not out of uh, what you would call a natural awakening. It was something that came from events that were happening and things that I was going through as well. And I realized, like, what am I doing right now? Like, I'm sitting here and I'm taking this to be a lifestyle. I'm taking it to be so serious that, like, I'm not, I'm missing out on life. I'm missing out on what's actually happening because... <clears throat> this stuff has become everything. It's become so important that, like, it's it's ridiculous. And this is where I am really starting to just take a step back, and I'm really starting to just realize that the answers are not as complicated as the mind makes them out to be. To some extent, they are, like, in political arenas and this kind of thing. Um, and, and we can talk about that for sure. But, like, a lot of the solutions, I think, when it comes to ourselves and our... Even to some extent, perhaps even the world, honestly, if you think about certain aspects of the world, at least. It's simpler than we make it out to be. It's simpler than it could be. 
Um, but even if it isn't, like, we, we make this into something to be serious over. It becomes a lifestyle rather than just part of your, your life. Or that just something that you do or believe in. And so there's this subgroup of people, spiritual people, self-help people, any kind of people, really. This happens in politics. It happens anywhere. Um, and they do something. They take something. They may have a grain of sense, they may have a grain of truth, and they make it into, they make that mountain, they make, they make a molehill into a mountain, basically. And it becomes overemphasized, it becomes so uh, strong because of the emotions and the investment that's happening in this, emotionally and, and uh, psychologically that you almost it's almost like you can't see anything beyond this and it's craziness it's craziness that like people are like this and really this is why I'm I've been taking this like long step away and I've had awakenings before I've had awakenings before in the past where like things were like confused and things were like changing but this is like a, almost like a complete step back I had to go back to the furthest I could and I almost like I, I basically just undid everything because it was like what are we doing here uh and I can compare it to the idea of uh the journey versus the destination. I talked about this before a little bit in the last episode. Where it's almost like what we're doing when we're doing this is we're trying to rush our way to a destination. To a destination that we're not even close to getting at in the first place, honestly. And so by by doing this, by rushing this in the first place, what ends up happening is we... We may miss the flowers in front of us, or we may miss the obvious signs that we're going to extreme into this and this kind of thing. It's kind of like a rabbit hole, but it's also it's actually much deeper than a rabbit hole because you can get into a rabbit hole of like research or book reading or whatever it is, but it's not like necessarily taken seriously. It's it's just a, a hobby. It's just something that you're doing because you're interested in what you're doing. Whatever this is. You're interested in how serial killers are formed or whatever it is, right? But in this case, it's it's kind of more like you get into the rabbit hole of whatever it is and the rabbit hole becomes you. The rabbit hole becomes... You, it, it Basically, the identity, the politics, the philosophy, whatever it is, creates a life of its own in a sense. And so it's like it's living through you. And you're like not even in control in some ways. It's kind of really strange how that works. 
And so you find yourself engaged in all this and you're trying and you're like skipping all these steps spiritually, physically, mentally, whatever it is. And so a lot of this breeds impatience. It breeds uh, an unwillingness to uh, deal with the sort of commonalities of existence. And what I've really become aware of, there's a couple of things I've become aware of by noticing that we're doing this, is by doing that, by avoiding the sort of commonalities of experience, by avoiding what actually is, we actually miss out on like the most important insights in some ways. Because we're engaged in this this like rat race to the finish line. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, because it's it's such an easy thing to do. And honestly, I think it comes down to like survival. Like what, what the ego really is, is a survival machine. It's a survival mechanism. Because a lot of this has to do with fault finding. Like you find fault with this philosophy. You find fault with this idea that you find fault with this and this and this. And this kind of, kind of thing continues, right? Um, and so you... And so why why is this happening? Why is the ego doing this? It really comes down to survival. Because like if you're, let's say you're in the wild, right? You're looking for problems. You're looking for things that are going wrong. You're going, this is not, this is not working here. You know what I mean? This is not working here, this kind of thing. Um... Because that's how you survive. You you might have seen like something in the jungle before it eats you, this kind of thing. But now we're in a completely different world, a completely different time, with completely different circumstances. And the fault finding metric no longer really works the way it used to work, and no longer really does what it's supposed to do. Um I mean, it's still working. It's still helping you to, like, survive. But now survive is different because we're in different circumstances. It's a lot easier for more uh, most people. I was, well, I mentioned most people in the, the West, I'd say, the United States, this kind of thing, to survive. It's easier. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying you don't have it difficult because you are in poverty, but it's easier because food is everywhere, this kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> whereas, like, in the past, like, long past even, perhaps, you couldn't even get food sometimes, and you would starve, and you would die as a result. Like, that's something that is pretty rare for the West. We could talk about, like, uh, third world countries and this kind of thing, but... Um, and that definitely still probably happens in those areas, but like it's something that doesn't necessarily happen as much in in these other areas. And it's something that we, I think, we neglect because we already have those things, and so it's like, yeah, those things are good. Good, but you know, the ego is a fault finder. It's still it's still trying to survive because it thinks that's the nature of reality. Well, yes, I I'm surviving now, but I don't have enough money. I don't have enough. Of this and this kind of thing. 
I don't have enough insights. This kind of thought. This kind of thing. And so, if you dare do this, and, and because you know you're you're probably listening, you probably listened to many of my episodes in the past. If you dare to do this, I dare you to do this. I dare you to just take like a week away from doing spiritual stuff, of of trying to be this person, and just sit and smell the roses if you're not doing this, because life is busy for you and life is a struggle. I mean, you could even be busy and do this, um, but it's it's about. Being busy, but narrowly focusing on the, you know, now, like I talked about yesterday. Because, see, see, the problem isn't, like, these things at all. Like, you could talk about spirituality and psychedelics and whatever else. Being accountable to yourself and being being uncomfortable and this kind of thing and that how that's important. Some of, that, some of that's definitely true. A lot of that even is. Most of it is. But I'd, I'd say even all of it is to some extent if you're going to be wanting to grow. But the problem isn't that these things are bad or good. They are good usually. They're useful, honestly, if you're doing it in the uh, in a way that like helps you go beyond what you are right now. But the problem isn't those things. It's that we turn those types of things into a lifestyle, we turn these philosophies into a lifestyle, and we miss the common insights, in a sense. And so if you're like one of those insight junkies, you're like looking for insights, you're like rushing around to get more insights, so that you can, you know, become a better person, you can help yourself and others more in this kind of thing. Really what I find is that when we do that, when we rush around, for myself, I've noticed is when we rush around, we actually miss the, the most common insights, the most common thing. And it's really not that, that complicated. It really should be simple. This process should be very simple. Because if it isn't very simple, like I'm, I'm talking about um, to a certain extent, I'm talking about spirituality, but so to a certain extent, I'm talking about development of the self. But, you know, a lot of this, when it comes to the self, should be very simple. And there's a good, very good reason for this. It comes down to, like, stress. What works best in stress? A complicated thing that does that takes a long time to do, but it but it may work, but it takes a long time to do, or something simple that you do very quickly, very fast, and you go, oh, this is this is better. Right? I think the answer is obvious, but if you're in this kind of rushing around mood with this kind of insights, these kinds of mindsets, the fight the fault finder mindset, I guess you could call it, um you start to lose sight of that you start to lose sight that this process is really simple it's really always been simple in some ways the simpler the better meaning not necessarily meaning that you like leave out things but you 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 it's, the process should be very simple 
It should be something that you can do in a couple of seconds. And it's you know something that you you can you can do so quickly and so usefully that like it becomes natural to like to for instance to become aware. Natural to uh take some deep breaths. Becomes natural to meditate and this kind of thing. Um not that insights are not important, they can be useful, but their main purpose is to honestly get you going. And honestly, I've even come to this point where I'm wondering, like, are we spending so much time on insights that we're not we're missing that the simple ones are better? The simple truths, the simple aspects of this reality that we live in. Um, it doesn't mean that things are not complex, that reality is not complex. I definitely think it is. But it's also something that we can probably do some very simple fixes for certain things. Um, so, yeah, this is, this, this is definitely not about other people. This is about my realization about what I do, why I do, why I do, this kind of thing. Also noticing other people, but it, it mostly is about me, and it must be about what I've really become aware of. And I literally had to step away, and I literally had to like undo all of it. Uh, you know, it kind of reminds me of Zen in some ways. Like in Zen, in Zen, the idea of Zen in some ways, because what they tell you to do is to unlearn things. Unlearning is kind of what I had to do. I had to, like, just get rid of the shit. Um, because it's it's really not useful. It's it, there A lot of times it's just like a distraction. It's distracting you from life. It, from life's essence, I suppose you could use that word. Um... And so a lot of ways I have massive respect for teachers that are very simple, for understandings that are very simple nowadays. Massive respect for those who don't take this extremely seriously. It don't make this into a lifestyle, you know, this kind of thing. Whereas before it was kind of the, the opposite so to some extent. Not that I didn't respect them before, but I definitely do more even nowadays because I see exactly what they're talking about. And you you might be like, well, David, but I have to reach this enlightenment. I have to do this in like 10 years and it's difficult and this kind of thing, right? Fine, sure, if you want to try to do that. But really, uh, step back. I dare you to do this because it is, it is so fucking useful to do this. Just, just step back. Ignore all of that. Ignore all of your, your mind's attempt to... Um, Say these things like, oh, I need enlightenment. I need this and this and this and this. Like if you're doing a, a job, it's one thing, I suppose. But like if it's just like this personal thing, I dare you to just take a week. Even if you are doing a job and you're making it into something serious. If you can, if you have the vacation days to do it, just take a week off and just 
ignore all of it and try to like undo all of it it's not gonna be simple or easy but it's definitely fucking worth it i'm telling you it's the most worth it thing you'll ever probably do in some ways honestly <laughs> um because you're when you're so focused on all these things on your work on your life on your on your enlightenment steps and all this stuff, you really miss the 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 point of life, which is now, which is what's here right now, what is actually happening, this kind of thing, which is what, what people tell you enlightenment is. Anyways, like Eckhart Tolle tells you this, some others tell you this, things like this, and I'm rereading some Eckhart Tolle now because it's just like I have to undo all this dumb shit because it's so dumb it, a lot of it is very like dumb not that it's not useful but a lot of it is just it's like having let's say the the way that i think about it and it's kind of like it's not necessarily the best way to explain it but like the way that i think about it is you have let's say you're building a chair and you're building this chair to sit on and go oh this is nice i have this nice chair um, and this chair could be your philosophy, or it could be your ideology, it could be your politics, whatever it is, right? And so, let's say you're you you're uh, using wood, you're chopping down, you're chopping this wood, and a lot of the wood turns to you know saw sawdust and and tree and and, and chips and stuff like this, and some of it might ch turn to this, right? And so it 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 kind of is like this idea where you chop up all chop up all this wood, you put it together. Not only do you try to put it together, but you also try to hold on to the chips. You try to put those together into the wood. And it'd be one thing if you try to, like, glue them to get to the wood, right? That'd be one thing. But you're... Instead, what you're doing is you're, like, trying to hold on to them with your hands. Like, all parts of the chair at the same time, which is not going to happen. And so all these chips are falling everywhere. <laughs> all these things are happening. It's like... No, but these chips, like, they're part of the wood. Like, I need to keep a part of the wood. I mean, really, you don't need the chips. The, the wood's already chopped. The wood's already done. Of course, let's hope that you're when you're doing a chair, you're, you're not making too many wood chips. But you see what I'm, I'm doing here, right? Um... It kind of reminds me of this, uh, I don't know if it was a story, but it was interesting at the time where two, uh, two monks, I think it was, or two, like it was, it was an enlightened master and like a monk or something. They were walking um, and they were going to cross a river, but then like they found this woman who, who couldn't do it or whatever. And so the, the, the enlightened person, the enlightened master or whatever it is, carried this person across the river. With the, the and the other person walked across as well, this kind of thing. So, after a couple of minutes, when the woman you know was put down and all this kind of stuff, the 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 other person, the, not the enlightened master, or whatever the the monk or whatever, was like, "How I can't believe that you were carrying this person like you were. This person was impure. This kind of thing. It's like, and the monk, the master was just like, "Are you still carrying her? You know this kind of thing." Are you still letting this person live rent-free in your head? It's really not even rent-free. You know, that, that phrase, don't let somebody live, live rent-free in your head, is, is 
not completely accurate because there is a charge. The charge is emotion. The charge is to be invested in what this person is doing. How dare you do this? How dare you be this asshole person that you are? Whatever it is. <laughs> and that's 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 what the mind does. That's what the ego does because it is attempting to survive. And that's that's fine. Honestly, like there's nothing that you can really do to stop it from doing this, honestly. <laughs> Like, you can attempt to, like, resist it and go, like, no, ego, don't fall, find, find faults everywhere. No, it's not going to work. You're not going to be able to resist the ego. That's just more of the same thing. Now you're using ego against ego, and now you're, like, partitioning it in this way. It's just what you have to do is you have to just overly simplify. The ego likes to complex everything, makes everything complex. In some ways, it like makes everything more than it needs to be, basically. Oh no, but I gotta do this, and I gotta do this, and I gotta do it properly, and that's this precise, proper kind of way, and I have to do it by this pre precise, proper time. And if I don't, I fail, and I'm, I'm a failure, I, I did this wrong, and it's this kind of thing, right? That's what I'm talking about. The ego is like a precise machine. Because, like, that's that's what survival required in some ways. Like, you had to plant this percent, this plant at this, uh, you had to plant this uh, harvest, or you had to plant this uh, plant at this precise time. You had to harvest it at the precise time, otherwise it wouldn't work, this kind of thing. And you would die if you didn't do this right. And people died because they didn't do this right, or because they didn't have enough plant, uh, have enough wheat, or whatever it is. That was true for like most of human history until moderately recently. Now it's pretty easy to just get food. You just ordered food from DoorDash or you just get it from your refrigerator. You know, back then they didn't have refrigerators. You had to like store it somewhere and you and if it went bad, you you died. That was it. Plain and simple. You you didn't have any choice. Unless you invaded other lands and you, you took their food. In which case you survived the next year. Or whatever. And so everything was, you know, a slog. It was, it was difficult for that, that those particular people for most of history, right? Um, and so because of that, like, you're now... In a world that's very different, but your mind is very much the same as it was. Because if you if you look at like what evolution is, how evolution works, you understand that like most of like because your your mind doesn't like they say your your mind changes and it's very neuroplastic, but and that is true. But a lot of these the same basic I don't know what you'd use the word instinct. I guess is still there. The instinct of survival, the instinct of fault finding the instinct of attempting to make everything as precise and as complicated as possible because that's what was needed in some ways to do these things that we had to do um 
And, you know, I, I was reading this, this, these books uh, by this person. I forget. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Peter, Peter Zion or something. But Zion. And he's talking a lot about, like, how things were before the United States. You know, when the United States won the, the war, World War II, really, it was mostly the United States' help that really did it. Um, what he was talking about a lot of the time was that the Navy, most of the other navies of the world were gone. At that point in time, they, they, that's what he said. He claims, I don't know if that's even true, but it, it is interesting if it is. Anyways, but he said that what, what ended up happening was the United States' prices, as you could call it, is what you could call free trade, the world trade that we have in the world right now. And that one day that that may be turned off, and it probably is. I mean, like people like Trump are going to come into office, and it's going to be turned off, and things are going to go back to the way they were before World War One. So in a lot of ways, that's his argument, at least. And so the same people are going to be fighting for different reasons. This kind of stuff, Russia, Germany, this kind of thing, which you know. At the time, it was, like, very unpleasant, but now I've, I'm realizing why this might be, because I'm understanding, like, what survival really means, requires, this kind of thing. Um, so, yeah. Short and sweet, the short and sweet sentence of this uh, podcast can be, don't make this mountain into a molehill. Try to simplify everything. Make this as simple as you possibly can when it comes to your own practice. The world, sure, the world is complicated. We could talk about that. But that's not you. You don't need to be complicated. You don't need to make your life more complicated than it already is. It's very simple. <clears throat> the simple solution, the simple strategy works better. Works easier on the mind. Uh, and so, to kind of end this episode, you might be wondering, well, have you overcome this need to find fault and this kind of thing? And the answer is, is no, not really. Like, I haven't really been able to do this completely. But I've been able to step, step away. I've been able to, like, make this grand leap away, sort of. This grand unlearning of a, lot, of, of a lot of the things that I was learning and the insights that I was doing and this kind of thing <clears throat> into this more simple state of mind. Um, it's not easy, but it is worth doing in a lot of ways. And I mean, what I, what I mean by, it, by it's not easy is... It's not natural for the mind to do this. The mind likes to make things complicated. Like I said, makes them likes to find fault everywhere. Because that's that's survival. That's what survival was needed for. This kind of thing. So anyways. This is getting longer, I think. So I think I'm going to end this here. Hope you, hope you enjoyed this episode. I think I probably will release this because it is it is very 
I think useful for people to get a glimpse of where this comes from and why I'm stepping way back from all this crap. And uh, I'll talk to you in the next one.